Hello, and welcome back to the Eight Elements podcast. I am your host, April Prescott. And on this podcast, we are going to be talking about uh, transitions that we make in life and how mindfulness can help us through those transitions. Uh, I felt the need to talk about this um, simply because there are a few people in my life who are going through some big uh, changes, whether it's having a baby, uh, getting married, going through a divorce, getting a new job. These are all milestones that we go through. And yet there's nothing that can really prepare us for what happens when we, when we go through it, uh, who we're going to be when we come out the other side. And, Um, This topic is also very close to my heart and soul being that this last calendar year of 2019 was all about uh, transition and change for me. Um, It all started in August of 2018 when um, I was experiencing some numbness and tingling down both of my arms and So I was working with my athletic therapist, Chris, and he suggested that I go see a neurologist just to rule out anything major. Um, And because I was still fully functional, had no other symptoms, we didn't really think anything of it. And went to the neurologist. He also thought nothing of it. And I requested an MRI. Uh, When the MRI came back, the doctor called me in and he first apologized uh, because the MRI showed some severe damage in my neck and he immediately referred me to a neurosurgeon. So uh, as you can imagine, (laughs) that was not, you know, the news that anybody wants to hear. Um, And knowing that I had some severe damage in my neck was pretty scary. Um, So I really leaned on my practice even in that moment to recognize that, um, this is just information and I need to go on to the next step of seeing the neurosurgeon to really see what this means for me. So uh, I was able to see my neurosurgeon right at the end of August uh, and I went in to see him, uh, Dr. Chow. And so he did all the same tests and I came out just fine out of all of the manual testing. And then he brought up the picture of my neck on the MRI and you can directly see where the disc between C6 and C7 was severely displaced. And uh, he looked at me and he pointed at the MRI and he said, you see this spot here? And I said, yeah. And he's like, that's a bruise on your spinal cord. I am now diagnosing you with a spinal cord injury, (laughs) which again is not something that anybody wants to hear. Uh, And I said, okay, well, what does this mean? And he's like, you need emergency surgery essentially. And he said, within the next month, you will have surgery. He's like, I'd do it this week if I had time. So within two weeks, I was in the neurosurgical unit at the University of Alberta Hospital getting a surgery on my neck. Um, After that, the healing of my neck uh, went as well as you can imagine. But in November, I started to having sciatic symptoms down my right leg. I thought nothing of it. Um, You know, it's common in athletes and I had never had it before, but I thought, you know what, it's just, you know, part of the process of healing and my body is adjusting. Um, 
by December 10th, I was fully debilitated and was off work for over a month. Um, couldn't move, couldn't walk. I needed help to eat, to get dressed, to bathe myself. Um, and as you can imagine, it was uh, not only physically um, depressing, it was depressing to my whole system where then I was diagnosed with depression. Um, I've since then um, healed emotionally and psychologically. I, I continue to heal physically. But this whole past year has been all about transition and transformation for me. So that's really why I wanted to talk about it, both from a personal uh, place for myself and how my practice helped me, and then um, reaching out with my heart to those who are going through some, uh, some big transformations right now and how mindfulness and meditation can be of service to you. So in talking a little bit about transition, transitions, we can look at it as though uh, we're climbing a mountain and, and as we're climbing the mountain and we're going up, um, the question that is in our head is often future thinking. So we're, we're constantly thinking, well, what's going to happen when I get there? What's going to happen on the other side? Um, the piece of life that we often forget about is that life is change. Life is transformation. As soon as we're born, we're in the process of dying or approaching death. And so um, our whole being is wired for and meant to change. And yet our minds, and more specifically our egoic minds, are scared of that. And so you hear commonly said that, you know, I'm afraid of change, that person's afraid of change, and, and it shows up in our behavior. And yet when we look at the reality of it is that everything has changed. And so why do we continue to be afraid of it? And part of that is because our minds project ourselves into the future from a place of survival. And we try and figure out, well, if I can only prepare this or do this, then I'll be okay. And I won't feel this way. Um, but unfortunately, that's not the case, right? And so as we're stepping, you know, one foot in front of the other, climbing this mountain, we find ourselves always thinking of what is going to be happening on the other side when I get there. What is going to happen when I get to the summit? And then when we do reach the summit, which is often that piece of transformation, you know, we get that job. The baby is born. We are now married. Um, often the first thing that comes to us is a label. We, we have to self-identify with what is on the summit. Um, and that can actually be one of our, our greatest hindrances because we then identify with what that label means. And the easiest way to identify with what that label is, is information from those around us. So whatever culture you come from, whatever society and where within that society you find yourself, you will have these labels attached to whatever you found at the summit. So for me, climbing the mountain was all about just day-to-day -day pain management. Um, I, I did end up being diagnosed with a herniated disc in my low back that was pinching my sciatic nerve. And so I knew physiologically what was going on and how it was presenting itself uh, in my sensory system was that 
that nerve was pinched and I had severe pain and no matter what position I was my body was in I didn't really have a lot of relief and so each step forward up that mountain was was simply seeking pain relief pain relief pain relief pain relief and then when I finally got to the summit and in this case for me it was release of the pain and the ability to even stand up for more than a few seconds and walk down the hallway Instantly, my mind really wanted to pull me into, well, now you're healed and now you're better. And now you can do this, 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 and this. And it was really effortful for me to draw myself back into the present moment and just recognize from an embodied place of like, what is actually going on here? And, and simply what had probably happened was that enough um, inflammation had, had come out of the disc where it was no longer pinching that nerve. Um, but my mind is going to create a larger story around that in order to continue to help me feel safe and also for my ego to be able to identify with what is going on. So when we're on the summit... That then, whatever happens there, and however we identify with what is is at the top of that mountain, then informs what is on the downward slope. And this is the pattern that we take in life, right? Um, Another analogy that is used is waves. So you can see yourself as the ocean, but there will always be some form of a a wave on the ocean, and whether it's a small ripple or a big tidal wave depending on what's happening. And same with this mountain where, you know, you might climb small mountains and then a a larger transformation may come and it's, you know, a tough, seemingly never-ending slog to get to the top. But once we're at the top, however we decide to move forward from what that destination shows up as, then informs the next phase. And so mindfulness really allows us to check in with ourselves and be like, how do I want to come through the other side? What path down the mountain do I want to take? Because that's really the truth of the matter is that we can determine whether life is happening for us or happening to us. And when life starts to happen for you, no matter how big and steep of a mountain that that problem comes to you as when you're at the top and you get to descend to the other side that is also your choice and so you get to choose to show up in a way um, that is compassionate and kind and also in a way that you get to move forward from and within this transition and this transformation is again that law of nature is that the only thing that is constant is change. And so even though you're, you're on the descent, you may still, you might get to the valley, which is another, you know, place to stop and rest only to then begin your next ascent. So in making the decision to see this problem, this issue, this challenge, this mountain that you're climbing, as a place to learn from and a situation that is happening for you, we then start to see that these types of transitions are fertile ground. 
And I'm sure you can think back in your own history and see all of the ways that you've already changed and all of the challenges that you've already come through and how you've made it to the other side and what have you gained from that situation. And so number one, you've gained knowledge and wisdom, 100%. And even though sometimes we can come through we can come through situations and we can just be like, man, I got beat up, you know, like it was very challenging, whether it was, you know, experiencing intense grief or not feeling supported, you still come out the other side. And again, when we choose to be aware in, in all of these moments, we can see that it's when we get lost in the fog and and this leans especially into the mental health side where you know when I was at at my worst when I was experiencing my worst pain I had enough self-awareness to recognize that things were not okay beyond the physical uh, sensations and that's when I phoned mental health intake on myself and I, I remember talking to the nurse and she was, she was surprised that I had called and, and that I could so accurately describe my symptoms and what I was going through and what I was feeling. And even when I went to see uh, my psychiatrist and my therapist, they were both surprised. And I was like, well, I'm not surprised because I've been practicing this for a really long time. And, and by doing so, it, it allowed me to see the fog that I was in. And so by no means does mindfulness or meditation uh, stop life from being challenging. It doesn't, it doesn't take away the pain, but it allows us to see it in a different light and it allows us to move through it and to move with it. And you can still feel bogged down by it. You know, you're climbing this mountain, this challenge, and it can feel like you've got a hundred pound pack on your back and um but mindfulness allows you to remember well what did I put in that backpack and maybe there's some things I need to take out and within the process of of mindfulness we use meditation to let go of what's hindering us from moving forward so on that march up the mountain if my backpack feels too heavy if I've got too many burdens in there it's my responsibility and mine alone to look in that backpack and re- and recognize what I don't need, right? And so much of what we carry with us during these pieces of transformation are old versions of ourselves, pieces of ourselves that our ego is just not willing to let go of. And so if I have the opportunity and the awareness to stop and check in with myself and let go of those pieces that are no longer serving me, that allows the light in and I can dissipate that fog. I can come through the clouds and continue on my journey. And so that's what we mean when transitions are fertile ground. It's an opportunity to recognize what needs to be done and what needs to be, what needs to change. Because often this is just the the universe's opportunity to be like, Hey, something's not quite right. And even when we look in my case around something wasn't quite, quite right physiologically and and you know I have the MRIs to prove it 
there was still a direct link to my mental and emotional and spiritual being as well. Everything's connected. And so even though I had to, my journey was through this physical pain, the fertile ground was the deepening of my, my self-awareness practice while I was in that really dark place. And so when it comes to how do we use meditation when we're going through transformations, the inquiry practice is key. And so in meditation, we can ask ourselves questions and these questions can then act as a, as a key that, that opens the door. Um, if you're climbing up the mountain, the, the inquiry question can be, you know, that rope that helps you up that last steep bit of the journey, uh, a walking stick or walking poles. Um, it's just another tool that helps guide you through the most challenging part of whatever you're going through. And so when we're looking specifically at, at transitions and when our mind gets stuck in that future thought of what's going to happen when I get there, what's going to happen on the other side, what's going to happen when I get to the top, that can be laced with a, with a, a touch of anxiety versus if we're really grounded in an inquiry practice and we're, we're marching up that hill and all of a sudden we find a walk at that perfect walking stick. The inquiry practice is more like sitting down and asking ourselves a question like, what is next for me? So we, we often seek control of what's going to happen and we try and control the future because, um, we're so governed by fear. That's a survival mechanism. You're never going to get rid of that ever, right? It's hardwired into the brain. But the thing with mindfulness and then adding this layer of meditation where we ask ourselves these questions, we can start to see that. And then you can start to identify what that feels like in the body and where your mind goes. And so if I'm constantly worried about what's going to happen, then that is going to show up in my nervous system, right? I'm going to have you know, higher levels of cortisol in my system, my HPA access is going to be activated way more quickly. Versus if I know that I can just take a pause at any moment on that climb up the mountain and be like, hey, let's just see what's next. And I sit down and I wait to see what happens. And what might be next is just simply the next breath, taking a pause being thankful for finding that walk, that perfect walking stick where if we take that opportunity to just be with our system, most often the answer comes to us. And, and I'm not talking woo woo, like a voice comes to you or a vision, which some, happens for some people, but at the very basic level, our wisdom is already in us. And so if we take the time to pause and ask ourselves these very, uh, pointed questions about our own personal experience, we already know the answer. It, and we just need to give ourselves an opportunity to stop and, and actually think about it, right? People think that meditation is the absence of thought, where it's actually the observation of thought. And we can learn to distinguish thoughts that come from intuition and greater knowing and thoughts that come from 
ego and survival. And neither are bad. It's just being able to discern which is which and which one is going to help you. Uh, We can even say to ourselves, if I'm not doing something, then I'm not on the right track. And if we're climbing that mountain, and if we're not, you know, looking at a compass and looking at a map and doing all the right things, then we're not on the right track. But the, the opposite, that fertile ground actually lies in our ability to know that we're on the right track. And that happens from within and that happens from a place of being willing to wait and just sit with it and wait. So I hope that brings a little bit of clarity to how mindfulness and meditation can help us in these big transitions of life. Um, And whether we're in the midst of the climb, whether we're at at the top, at the summit, or whether we're on our way back down, um, there's practices that can help us with each. So right now I'd like to guide you through um, a very quick uh, meditation that you can use if you're finding yourself in the midst of transformation and change. And guess what? We all are. It just might be something uh, that we identify as a little bit smaller, um, but everybody's going through something. Um, That's a universal truth. And so uh, hopefully this will um, help you settle in a little bit more to what you're going through and maybe find some answers from within. So as usual, I'll ask you to get into your mindful body, whatever that looks like for you. So remembering that we have four postures, lying down, sitting, standing, or walking. Uh, We recommend sitting or standing for this one, just so that you have um, a nice strong energy flowing through your body and that you're not sleepy um, with lying down. So feet flat on the floor uh, in a nice upright, upright, regal, noble position. And gently allowing your eyes to close. Uh, If that doesn't feel okay for you, you can leave your eyes open and just sending a soft gaze a few feet in front of you. Uh, So with your eyes closed or gazing softly, just starting to come into your body. And the way we like to come into our body is just by following our breath in through the nostrils And finding ourselves traveling in with our breath. Taking a few breaths in and out as we allow the mind and the system to settle. Slowing down. And remember that thoughts will continue to arise during your meditation. And that's okay. We're just going to ask them to, to carry on without us. Because those thoughts will not be the focus of your meditation today. Continuing to breathe in and out through your nose. And allowing your mind, your attention to settle on wherever you're at when it comes to the transition, the transformation, the challenge that's facing you today. 
And it might even help to visualize yourself on a mountain and where you are in that journey. So are you the hiker that's still climbing, wondering what's next? Are you at the summit being reflective on what you've overcome? Or are you on the downward slope heading down into the valley to rest and rejuvenate? So finding yourself somewhere on that mountain and wherever you're at is right for you. That's where you're meant to be right now. And remember that thoughts are going to come in and try to pull you off that mountain and just thank you, thank them for trying and come back to where you are on the mountain. And wherever you are, I invite you to find a place to sit. Maybe there's a large rock or an area of moss or grass a soft snowbank. I invite you to find a place to sit. And while you're settling in to your place on the mountain, I want you to recognize that in this moment you have everything that you need to survive in this place. You're dressed in all the right gear, you have the food you need, the water you need. The weather is the perfect condition for you being in this space right now. And so there is no fear attached to where you are on the mountain. You just are. And as you sit on the mountain, you start to embody elements of the mountain. And you recognize that your stable roots reach deep down into the bedrock of the earth. And that your spine is strong and it reaches up into the sky. And the thing about a mountain is that for eons, it has weathered and survived everything that has been thrown at it. It can withstand any type of weather. And yet it just continues to be. And as you sit on that mountain, you recognize that so do you. You might experience all different types of weather in this challenge that you're facing. And yet you continue to move on and you continue to move with and move through and come out the other side. And so as you sit, both with the mountain and as the mountain, you bring to mind a question. And that question is, what is next for me? And so just repeat that question to yourself silently in your mind. What is next for me? And say it with the tone of inquiry, where it's not based in fear, and it's based in just 
wanting to know. And as though you're seeking wisdom from that mountain to help show you the way. And when we ask ourselves these types of questions, uh, sometimes the answer isn't as clear as we would like it to be. And so the key is just to know that the answer will come to you when it's ready. And it might come in a sensation or a feeling. It might come in the form of a person. You know, maybe a mountain guide shows up and helps you along the way. It might show up in a symbol where an animal arrives. And it might show up in the form of spirit and maybe there's a person in your life who comes to help guide you. The thing is, is that no one person's journey is the same. No one person's place on the mountain or the mountain itself is the same. And so it's useless to compare our spiritual and life journeys with others. So in this meditation, as you reflect on what is next for me, whatever comes to you is meant for you. And even if you feel like nothing has come to you, that's okay too. What's next for you just might be to simply get up and keep going. What's important is that we invite ourselves to return back to this this state, the state of being with ourselves and recognizing the mountain that is within each one of us, that strong, stable force, and that we can return to it and ask that question at any time. And by doing so, we remember that the wisdom is always in us. The wisdom is always in you. And that no matter where you are on that mountain, your job as a human is to change. Your role in this world is to transform. And if anything, it's our duty to help others change and transform as well. And so taking a few deep breaths here in and out and leaving that mountain behind, knowing you can revisit it at any time and coming back into your body, into the room that you're in, feeling your feet on the floor and maybe feeling a few deep breaths as it travels in and out of your body. Then when you're ready, opening your eyes. And so I hope that that little talk and meditation is helpful for any of you who are going through any challenges, transformations, change right now. And as always, I am here as a guide to help you. Uh, So feel free to reach out if this um, brought up any further questions, if you want further clarification or just have a reflection to share. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm here for you. So uh, let me know your thoughts. You can reach me by going to my website, April Prescott, that's with two T's, dot com. Or you can find me on Instagram at the number eight underscore elements. And uh, 
I look forward to hearing from you. Uh, so until next time, uh, may you be happy. May you be healthy. And may you remember that the mountain that you're on is the mountain that you're meant to be on. And there is no mountain you cannot climb. <laughs>